What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Christus Helms. With me, as always, is the very sad and depressed <laughs> Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in. Say hello. Yes, of course. Sad, depressed over the Islanders, and uh, extremely hot. Um, I don't know how it is in Washington, D.C., but it was like 108 at the peak here in Landlock, New Jersey. Um, I really don't leave my apartment during the week because I work. <laughs> I work yeah. most of the day and then go to the gym in the unit and then come back up here and just spend the rest of my night in here. So, so hey, generally I don't get. To, I generally don't get to go outside much. Um, I went outside today to get almond milk because I ran out of it. Um, and oh, it was almond it was, milk guy. Yeah, it was pretty hot out. Even though, yeah, I think they said they use like. Like a, it takes a shitload of almonds to like get the milk, and it's not even like worth it. It's actually just more destruction. <laughs> yeah. than it actually- <laughs> just leaves just leaves more of a carbon footprint. Good. Don't yeah, especially when I'm I work at a company that's trying to to lessen that. Um, yeah, sorry. I've, I've been watching uh, Zach Efron's Down to Earth, not a sponsor on Netflix. Very good series about your dude. Uh, I watched that when I was in fucking LBI last year. That's like one of the funniest shows ever. Fun drinking game. Um. Every time he has a one-word response, take a, oh, take wow. a sip. Wow. Wow. Groovy. Yeah. Trippy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sick. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, Down, Down to Earth is one of the funniest shows on the fucking <laughs> I've been enjoying it though. It, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, but I kind of do enjoy it. Oh, that's, about that's, it. that's why it's funny, because it's just like so ridiculous at times. Um what episode are you on? Um, I think I'm on I'm thinking like four in. I have like three left, something like that. I, I just got through. I got through Iceland. Where else were they? They went to Costa Rica, and I just watched uh, Sardinia. Or if I pronounce that, that correctly, yeah, that one was funny. The one. France one was funny. Yeah, I watched um, France too. That was a good one. The last episode, dark as fuck. Oh, great! Can't can't wait. A power. <laughs> yeah, thirst. no, this is a huge Zac Efron down to earth podcast. I love that show. It is so funny. I'm kind of liking <laughs> Zac Efron. He's a, he's a he's a good little host. I mean, I don't Do know. You know like how I feel bearded Zac Efron. Oh, Darren, nut boy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about bearded nor unbearded Zach Efron, to be honest. Oh, yeah. When I was in LBI, we had thorough discussions <laughs> about, about Zach Efron with a beard, without a beard. Darren. Yeah, that show is a trip. Um, I, I honestly don't even know what we were talking. Oh, almond milk. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's yeah, how no, we got so, here. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I went outside today to get some almond milk at CBS across the street. And, um, it was pretty brutal out. Uh, I don't know what the weather was today. I really, I really haven't been checking it just because I haven't been really leaving my apartment. Yeah, because I've been working. But um, yeah, it's currently eighty nine out still, and it is eight fifteen, and uh, it feels like ninety six. So do with do with that what you want. Um, mm. So um, it's getting toasty in here though. I've had the air off for about like over an hour. Um, luckily, we got the bevs going. Never, never. Um, there you go. So. Uh, we're, we're cool that way, but, um, yeah, the air is going back on once we're done recording. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of emotions since we last it's been recorded. been a wild week. It really has. Um, first and foremost, you know, just going to get this out of the way. Uh, we, we're sending our condolences, even though they'll never reach him to pasta and his girlfriend. They unfortunately lost their, uh, their son six days old. That's horrible. Um, so our condolences to those two. Best wishes. Um, yeah, and um, let's just get right into it. Um, Islanders, yeah, they lost game six. They lost. We'll, we'll start with well, game six. They, yeah, we can start on a high, I guess. I mean, that was a really fun game. My my mom and dad were there. They said it was absolutely electric. Um, I mean, I don't even really remember what happened in the midst of that game. It was three two. Oh yeah, we came back. That's what it was. We were down to nothing, and we came back with a, the Scott Mayfield late goal, and then Beauvillier won it overtime on a bad turnover by Blake Coleman. But I mean, that was just sick. I mean, there, I feel like there's really no better fit ending for Nassau Coliseum than just a rain of beer can showers as the players celebrated <laughs> overtime. Even though the NBC crew was livid about it. Yeah, I don't get why they got so angry, especially Eddie O. Eddie. He was like pissed about yeah, it. Like, he was like, I don't know why. <laughs> Someone, I'm like, bro, the cans are empty. I'm like, this is you why they do the cans instead of bottles. Literally, you would have thought that Bovillier like came out, or the fans, I should say, came out and literally just like shot Eddie Olchek's dog in the face. Yeah, like the way was, he reacted. That was, that was whack. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, just what a what a sick game, a sick experience. I mean, I saw, I got to see the whole game, unlike Game Seven, where I unfortunately only saw the third period. But um, I was just very happy that Nassau Coliseum got a good send off because the preseason games next year are going to be played at Bridgeport. And the 
Islanders in the regular season are going to start on the road over in California or the, the desert and then come back and play locally against like the Rangers and Flyers and Devils where it's road trippable. So that is officially the end for Nassau Coliseum. So uh, good to see it. Good to see it go out on a win. I wish it was continuing and I wish we were in the midst between game one and game two right now, the Stanley Cup final, because I would have been home recording this episode after going to game one. But um, it's a little unfortunate, but uh, I don't know what you have any thoughts about game six, but uh, I thought it was just a very good game too. And the, and the, and the home trip on and just a very fun Islander win before the disaster. Yeah. I mean, game six was cool. I won some money. Um, I, yeah, that's the only reason why I wanted the Islanders <laughs> to win. I just wanted to win my bet. Um, really didn't, <laughs> uh, to be completely honest with you, did not care how game seven went really. Um, <laughs> really, I was rooting that for makes, no that one. That makes one of us. <laughs> yeah. So I really did not give a shit about who won that game. Um, I took the Islanders um, that game. I rode them again. Um, so That's why I'm we gonna... lost. You bum. Well, you know, I bet them the game before. So That's the, mush, true. The, cur- that is true. the curse, the, 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 the me betting the Islanders mush curse ended did winning end, game guess. six. Yeah. That is so um, so I, I took them again. I thought, you know, they'd be riding high. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was a tough game to lose a bet on. Even a tougher game to lose uh, we the way they it. did. We jinxed pretty much, it. Pretty much, yeah. Um yeah, and I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> no, the game six was good, man. I felt like I was, I was, a, I was a fan, man. I was, I was yeah, deep it was in awesome. it just because I had a lot of. I mean, and here's the thing: I had a risk-free bet going because I have to use a new site to bet down here in DC. Mm. So it was like whether I lost or won, it really didn't matter. But I was just in it. You know, um, the game was I thought really exciting. Uh, the Mayfield goal was was electric. Matt Barzal, you could just tell that like he was. Just in control of everything when he had the, the, the puck that on was the stick. Best, like the best game he played in the playoffs and probably his career. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Like you could tell when he was on the ice. He was just, just he, there was just this presence about him. I, I thought, um, especially when he had the puck on his stick, I thought he was just otherworldly. Um, yep. So he set was up the Mayfield goal. Game. Yeah, set like he Mayfield set up that goal. goal. Um, yeah, I just like I watched that replay of that goal like a couple of times. Just he set the, way, the like, first he, one too, actually. Yeah, he set both up. It's just the way he's just like. With the Mayfield one specifically, just the way like he was skating around, like keeping the puck on his stick, like he's just constantly looking around. He's looking to make mm-hmm. that play, and then he finally, you know, found someone to make the. You know, he found that play. You tie a game at that point, so um, it's just not unbelievable know, game, what he can do. Like the patience. Yeah, game six. Game six was fun. I definitely think that was a fun game to watch. And then, yeah, I mean, we'll get in, so game seven sucked. If you're a fan, and brutal. I, 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 I mentioned it last week on the podcast because I was listening back to it, um, and, I, and I and I want to make sure I get the quote correct. But I I, I I'm quoted saying, um, if you go out game five losing eight nothing and the series ends, that's a sad way to go out. Um, I so, didn't know that there was a sadder way to go out, and it is to go out it. one nothing in game seven to a fucking short hand goal. Goal! I cannot <laughs> believe it. Oh my god! I got off the ice and I saw, uh oh, Tampa Bay one nothing from like my dad, like honestly, like a bunch of people, like my dad, uh, my my girlfriend, my grandma, my friends, everybody was texting me like, oh, one nothing, Tampa Bay, and I saw a shorthanded. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you let that happen? If you watch the play, all three rounders, I think it's Bailey, Barzell, and Letty. Oh wow, Nick Letty, shocker! I hope he's off the team next year. Um, they all go to whoever was in the corner. I think it was Sorelli and Gore, just wide open. Right over Varlamov, and then the Islanders just couldn't get anything. I mean, Barcel had one hop over stick at the end, wide open net. But uh, yeah, talk about a sad freaking way to go. I mean, it would have almost been comical if they nothing was the end, quite frankly. But this was just sad. I mean, it was just so demoralizing. We didn't give up a shorthand goal a year, not once. <laughs> and that's the way you go out. It really like you just hate to watch the cookie crumble that way, um, and, and, and crumble that cookie did. It really um, did because it was like. I don't really remember the game that much because like it was a very just boring, boring game because so it was boring. such a low scoring game. It was that shorthanded in the first. It was like it was just like forty second. minutes or so. oh, it was the second. It was like, it was early in the I second. Was, so. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you so so you go through twenty nothing nothing early in the second shorthand goal. So then you're what dealing with thirty plus minutes of just nothing going nothing. on. Maybe it, yeah. I, I, I like I think the 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 most exciting part was like the last like two minutes i mean you had the puck bounce over barzell's stick yeah nothing he could control there but it's just like 
it's just like one of those things where it's like if he's a, if he's able to just get control of it for like a tenth of a second and just rip a shot, yep. off, he has a wide open net. It probably Ugh. goes in. You're it's at least my one, dreams like that. There, it's just like there was just like a lot going on those last like, two ifs. minutes. Yeah, a obviously ifs. a lot of ifs, um, yeah. a lot of chances. I thought the Islanders had. I thought they did a good job towards the end. You know, just just piling it on, trying. Chance yeah. after chance after chance. They need to do more um, at the start, though. I mean, the, the end was great, yeah. but like the the beginning of the game, they had nothing going on from what I heard. So you need to be better. Need to be better than that, quite frankly, in Game Seven. It's very reminiscent. The Islanders in 2015 got 11 shots in a Game Seven against Washington. 11 shots in a whole game. That's what that kind of reminded me of. But alas, the Islanders, their season is done. I mean. Very disappointing, obviously. I mean, we saw how Tampa and Montreal went last night. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday, so game two will be done by the time you hear this. But Tampa kind of stomped Montreal around. 4-1 kind of really wasn't even close um, besides like the first five minutes. Maybe Montreal had a couple good chances, but it's just very disappointing to see that when I know that the Islanders could could beat them. But, um, you know, tough tough obstacle to overcome Anders Lee being out. Um, Pajot was hurt. He had surgery on his hand yesterday, uh, reportedly his thumb. And apparently there might've been something tweaked in his lower body. So the guy was just playing at 25% probably basically. So that's two of your key forwards missing. Somebody else probably banged up at least. So, uh, I'm proud of the way they fought, but, uh, that is, that is the breaks. And that is, that is the end of the season. I mean, could have definitely been the year. There's definitely gonna be some changes in the off season, but, um, then the breaks and that is how the cookie crumbles, huh? So it's a shame that it ended that way, at least for some of us. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to watch playoff hockey, you know, yeah, and, root for so- and root for something. I got to watch playoff hockey and, and, and root for nothing but bad things <laughs> to happen. <laughs> That's how betting goes. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this. I think it could be possibly, if we look at, like, kind of last games per se, I don't think it's Andy Green. I think Andy Green comes back. I think Travis Ajak, Travis Ajak, quite frankly, sounded like he wanted nothing to do with the Islanders after in his exit interview. So I don't know what that was all about, Travis. But goodbye if you want don't want to be here. But um, I think it could be maybe Nick Letty's last game. I I hope it is. I mean, I'm I'm sick of him, quite frankly. The guy is terrible. I, I give the Islanders a lot of leeway in case you haven't learned on this podcast, and I'm kind of a glass half full kind of guy. But um, he's been awful. And I think that he he might be done. And if you want to keep Palmieri, you can maybe move Eberly, which I think you can actually get a return for, which would be nice. Maybe like a second. Who knows? But um, you put Wallstrom on the first line and you keep Pajot and Palmieri with like Dal Cole or somebody else cheap. Um, I wouldn't mind that. And then you move Samuel Bolduc up, who is a good second round pick prospect. I think he got drafted in 2019 and apparently he had a fantastic camp and Trotz loved him. So I think you might see him on the, uh, him on the roster and maybe add a depth defenseman and, uh, you kind of roll with the punches and what you got. I, I think that's a – if you can find a way to move Eberly and Letty and keep Palmieri and move up just a depth defenseman, I think that this team is back for sure. Um, I don't think they're going to have any problems signing their RFAs and Pelic, Pulak – not, not Pulak, Pelic, Bovillier, and Sorokin. But um, the UFAs do get a little dicey. You also have to factor in. You have to sign Casey's, Casey's Ezekiel, which is uh, a big big piece of the puzzle. So it's going to give me an interesting offseason. I hope, I hope Letty's gone though. Sezikis is a guy a lot of people on Rangers Twitter are like, he would be great on the fourth line. And, That's what everybody's know, saying. And, and they're like, I don't know if the Islanders can sign him. So I'm like, I really don't know. I don't know too much about the way he plays and everything. Uh, I, I trust the sources that say they would like him on the fourth line. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, he's a great player. He's just grinded out all energy, all, all hitting, great defensively PK guy. So I mean, I think he's exactly what the Rangers want. However, I don't know if he would betray the Islanders in that way. Cause he's such a loyal Islander. Hey man, m- m- money, money talks, baby. And then hey, if you want, got a hey, lot of it. <laughs> if you want to give, if you want to give Zizekas like five by five, like go for it. Like that's a bad idea. So I kind of fully recommend uh, it's, it at it's, that point. The thing is, it's like they, they're, they're going to want to do something. Obviously they want to bring someone in. That's like hard nosed. Like, and I, I mean, ideally if, and there's a lot going on, the Ranger, Rangers fans and Rangers media have been on, like, what they're going to do this summer for a long time at this point, obviously, since the regular season ended. So it's like this week, it's kind of like everyone's just kind of saying, oh, the Rangers are out on Eichel. So it's like I don't if, – if even if they – I think ideally they want to trade Eichel, but they want to wait because they don't want to overpay for it, which I totally agree with. 
But it's like I feel like if they could possibly get like a a, a Matthew Kachuk since like news came out this week that he's potentially like once out of Calgary, mm-hmm. that's kind of the move they made because it kind of you know it's it's a it's a winger so it doesn't really answer your question at center but it's like your center depth being Mika Strom and Hedl for another year you could just put that that problem off another year you could deal with it but bringing in Kachuk kind of answers that question of you bolster up the top six, you get an elite, you get a pretty good score, you get someone who's not afraid to throw the body, get in the mix of things, can play pretty solid defense and whatnot. Um, I mean, I don't I don't mind, you know, I, I would rather Sezikis than um who's the guy on Tampa? Goudreau? Barclay Goudreau, yes. Yeah, because that's another guy that like people are like, Oh, the Rangers should probably go after him, or the Rangers are gonna Blake go Coleman. after him. It's like uh uh I just don't want to overpay, and I'd rather – I don't know. I'd rather overpay for Sezikis than overpay for like uh, – Man, if, if Sezikis went to the Rangers, my, my cat is literally named after Sezikis. I, like, I have to rename her. There's like, no <laughs> other option. Like, the cat's name is Zeker. I don't know what I would do. That's, <laughs> oh, man. That, that's funny, man. That would I mean, be so yeah, bad. It's, it's, it would be interesting to see, but I mean, like, yeah. Um, definitely a lot of questions. Um for the Islanders, especially going into like yeah. this season, like you said, like the RFAs, the UFAs, who you're going to bring up, who you're going to protect, because it's like that's that's too soon. Like the next couple of weeks, yeah. you're going to have to. I'm have not, I'm not super in. worried about that for the Islanders, though. I think it's been more of a problem than other teams. I mean, if they took honestly, if they took Luddy or Eberle, I'd be fine with it. Get five point five off the books either way. I think they'll probably go Lee, Barzell, Bailey, Beauvillier, Peugeot, probably Eberle, and somebody else. That I'm forgetting probably. Um, who am I forgetting out of that top? Oh, Nelson, Doy, and then Mayfield, Pulak, Pelic. Leave Ludia exposed. Hopefully they take him. If not, figure something out. I think it's a bigger problem for other teams like the Rangers. Nah, not even the Rangers. They're, they're in a good spot. But a lot of turnover going to happen for sure, I think. Uh, I think we'll see. Wu has his work cut out for him, but he's not gym of the year for two straight years for no reason. I mean, it, it sucks that we're talking about it just because I would like to be playing still uh, for the Islanders. But oh, well. Fact Jack. All right, moving along. Uh, NHL awards tonight. They announced most of the winners of the rest of the winners, and Adam Fox wins the Norris. Woo-hoo! Yeah, surprised. Not surprised. Yeah, I, really I, surprised. I am surprised, but I'm not surprised. Shout out to the NHL. The dumbest, the, the dumbest thing of all time. Oh, who, who's announcing the award? Brian Leach. Oh, I wonder who's gonna win. <laughs> you idiots. You could have I saw that. I saw uh, that he was announcing it, but like I also because I have zero faith in the NHL <laughs> at all times. I was like, they're probably going to get Leach to do it and still give it to Hedman. Like I was convinced until I saw Adam Fox's name that Victor Hedman was going to win this award again. Um, <laughs> he finished third though; he didn't even finish the second, so that was good. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised how much like Fox. I don't want to say it was a blowout like landslide victory, but it's like he finished considerably higher than. Kel McCarr, like almost like 90 yeah. points. So we're almost a hundred points. So, um, that was cool to see. Um, shout out. And then like after, not- go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Before it was like, I ran to get angry. <laughs> oh yeah. So like Fox, Fox finished with 743 points. McCarr, McCarr finished 655. And then there was a slight dip. Hadman 433, which is like, I'm really, this was, I think like how the Norris should have probably played out. Um, I thought Fox and McCarr should have been closer, but like seeing how much of a fall off Hedman had compared yeah, to McCarr is, is nice. And then how much of a fall off after that Hamilton finished in fourth? The fact that Doug is finishing fourth is unbelievable. Uh, well, because right. he gets sixty points a year. <laughs> I was just sick of it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> no, that was it. It's just, it's just funny to see like the the drop off from second to third, and then the drop off from third to, to fourth. And then it just you just keep going down. Like fourth and fifth was closer than than any of the others. Like one yeah, through four weird. was was like how are how are McAvoy and Shea Theodore so close? It's like <laughs> they're both better than Dougie Hamilton in my opinion. This this year I, at least I, I thought both those guys were better. So um, definitely Good weird. For Fox, uh, very, yeah, no, I'm, happy for him. Um, I don't want to like we, listen to it like with all Rangers fans. Oh, Fox is the greatest. I mean, he's a very good defenseman. I thought he deserved the award, but like that's just my Islander fan being like, oh, stupid Rangers. But I think he's uh, he was the best defenseman in the league this year, and I am glad that I, he won it for your sake. This, yeah, this is the the Kevin Malone um, 
from the scene in the office when they get the parking spots back and he's, tell- <laughs> and he's talking about how it's been a rough year and things weren't go- were going south after him and Stacy broke up and <laughs> wow, you know what drop. you know what it's 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 just nice to win one it's it a just win. feels it's it feels win. good to win one <laughs> and that's how I feel I feel like Kevin getting the parking spots back it just feels good to win one good yeah. for the Rangers fans man we needed this you know it was a bad year we had the KGB after us <laughs> we had we had our own insurrection six games yeah. into the season Honestly. um the GM got fired the president it- got fired wait what was the oh I was like what insurrection I remember I cannot believe Tony D'Angelo was this year <laughs> th- 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 literally like five months ago it, it was only five months ago this happened that's unbelievable um, our goaltender fought Tony D'Angelo what else happened? Um, uh, uh, I don't even know. There was so much that happened, so much bad. Honestly, Tom the, Wilson the one, destroyed the, the organization. Yeah, uh, literally. Lundqvist had heart surgery, even though he wasn't a Ranger yeah, technically. Lundqvist had heart surgery. Um, you know, in the last year, Booch and Igor got into a car accident. Um, oh, I forgot about that. It was just it was just a really what a wild what a wild crazy right? year. It's one of those years where like there's honestly so much that happened that I'm forgetting like half of the stuff that's gone on. And I've liked tweets that like outline from the end of last season to the end of this season the timeline of what's gone on. And literally like it was as like a Rangers fan, you kind of like hope for like more drama in the NHL just or on the team just like the NBA yeah. the whole season. Like there's stuff always going on, but this was like. Because it was a shortened season two and it was all like compact, it all happened one after another. It was just like when one bad thing happened, you're like, oh, God, what could happen next? And then it just kept getting worse. So it's really nice to win one. Congrats to Adam Fox. Um, Keep winning Norris trophies. And and let's and let's uh, let's do this again next year. Maybe maybe nah. our future captain Jacob Truba will win the Norris next year. Nah, I think Adam Pellick will win it because it's a it's an absolute joke that he finished seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me like like I said, good for Adam Fox. He deserves it, but like man, the fact that Adam Pellick gets one fifth place vote is honestly the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. Just because Dougie Hamilton gets sixty points and Adam Pellick gets like twenty, like the Pellick is probably I, I try to be as fair as possible, I would say. And I th- I'd say he's probably a top seven, five to seven, like, shut down defenseman in the league. Like, he's about as good as you can get in that regard. So, I mean, I feel like that should hold some weight. If you're the top, like, in the top echelon of, like, shut down defenseman, he's obviously not a offensive dynamo. He's got some good hands, good stick handling, really evades pressure well. I mean, I thought he should have been top 10, top top 12, top 10. But uh, that just really just irked me that he only got one fifth place. But, like, you couldn't even throw him, like, a third or a fourth or a couple more fifths, like, at least a little bit more than that. I mean, who was that? Devon Taves was up there in like top fifteen. Like, okay, I mean, good for Devon. He's had a good year, but like, is he better than Adam Pellick? I don't know about that. I can't find the I can't find the Dang Norris vote. Where did I, where did I put it? Did I text it to you? You did text it to me. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. So who finished? I mean, Slavin, Pesci, Yossi, all great defensemen. Yeah, I have no problem with that. John Carlson. Why is he getting votes this year? That's a joke. <laughs> Chris Otang got a first place vote for the Norris. I just realized that right now. That's unbelievable. That's got to be someone from Pittsburgh too. Probably. There's no, there's no way someone that's not doesn't cover that market was like, you know, who's really <laughs> good this year and should win the Norris? Chris Letang. Chris Letang. <laughs> that guy should just get shot to Mars. <laughs> Honestly, I don't what? know. It's just like what a shame for Adam Pellick. Hopefully, he'll be there one day. He deserves it. I'm trying to think of who votes in the Norris. I it is. Let's see. I don't even know, but um, there should be two. I feel like there should be two awards for offensive defensemen and defensive defensemen. But oh well, it's also the writers that vote on it. So whatever, some some journalist out there is voting for Chris Letang. Good for him. But yeah, great, good for good for him as in Letang, not the journalist. But but yeah, that was just my my gripe about the the, uh, the awards. But good for Fox. I don't know if I want great. to uh, move on to Mister Benoit Allaire. Yeah, um, so the Rangers in Rangers fashion put out some giant thing of, uh, and, and it scared the shit out of everyone just because <laughs> like it was like staff changes, and then like the first thing was Benoit Lair, and uh, I kind of figured he wasn't going to get fired if he was the only one that didn't get fired in the firing of all the coaches, GM, president. Um, and he didn't, he got a promotion. So yeah, he's the director of New York goaltending now. So that's cool. He's just probably going to 
bring in all the guys that will follow his lead and you know, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to name a successor at some point and just keep the, the great goaltending coming out of New York going. Um, he's been here for forever, too. I think like 17 yeah, years while. or something. Uh, 2005, I think, was his first year. So, yeah, 17 years um, with this team, which is crazy. Um, so good for him for getting that uh, that promotion. Um, much deserved. Yeah, very much deserved. The, the, the Drury needs to make a ton of decisions on the front office, though. It's like – there's still a ton of spots open, a ton of st- scouting spots that are open. So, um, gotta get his especially guys. With it, yeah, especially with like a lot of the events coming up. The draft is at the end of July. The expansion draft, free agency, and stuff like you're gonna want to have those positions filled before less than a month all, away. Free pretty much, yeah, a month so away. Like, you're yeah. you're gonna have, I think, a lot of moves coming out of New York soon in in regards to people. Um, in the scouting department, you know, getting jobs and, you know, who's going to be coaching alongside Gerard Gallant. Um, and speaking of coaching, um, you made a point, all signs point to Lane Lambert returning to the island. Beautiful. I mean, I know he was kind of rumored. We talked about him a couple podcasts ago about who maybe he interviewed for the Rangers, the Coyotes, the Blue Jackets, but, um, I feel bad for him. Don't get me wrong. I think he deserves to be an NHL coach, but, um, He's on the outside looking in right now because the Coyotes seem to be hiring Andre Turgney. I don't know how you pronounce the name. He's, a, he's, he's head coach of Canada at some international tournaments. He's in the OHL right now coaching. So it seems like he's going there. Um, Dave Haxtell went to Seattle. Which yeah, we I forgot about, to mention right? that. No, we didn't. No, that we didn't. announced literally that was a weird the day hire. after. That was a weird yeah. hire. Um. Definitely one I wasn't expecting. No, um, I, especially since I, I like was reading that Quinn was still kind of like in the mix there. Yeah, I mean, like he might get brought on as a bench guy. I think he will get brought on as a bench guy somewhere. Where mm-hmm. that's that's kind of up in the air. But um, yeah, I mean, you just look at those Philly teams that he was in charge of, and it's just like they weren't bad. This, like this, they, he really didn't they, make good decisions. Yeah, no, they, that's the thing. Like they weren't ever bad, but it was just like. They were never that great either. Yeah, it was like exactly. The, and that's the thing with Philly. It's like I feel like the Flyers have never had like the last couple of years at least. Like they've never had a roster where you look at it and you're like, this is a bad team. Like most of the time their teams are they're pretty solid. good on paper. Yeah. You're like, this is – they're not the best team in the league, but they're not one of the worst teams. They are going to be a pretty good team. Probably for the last and, decade plus since they drafted Giroux in like 06. Like they've been – a solid they, team. Yeah, I'd say like they've been a very good team. Um, have solid depth players, have good prospects and stuff. Um, and like when he had the reins, it was just like they were just kind of like, okay, like they never yeah. achieved what they should achieve. Or, you know, if they made it to the playoffs, did they ever get out of the first round, the second round? Did they ever make it to the conference final? It's like, no. Yeah. So um, very weird hire. It kind of came out of nowhere too. It was like they were kind of interviewing candidates, and then they schedule a news conference for I think 10 a.m. Seattle time, and then they so, announced it at 10 a.m. Yeah, Eastern. Because I think like like I think it was Darren Dreger said, "Oh, all signs point to Toronto assistant Dave Haxtell going to Seattle." And I think Seattle was like, "Oh crap, we need to get this out now." So I mean, yeah. very I don't know like how it came about so quick. Way to go, like, Drager. Yeah, <laughs> he's very connected in Toronto, that's for sure. But very <laughs> weird hire. So that took that team out. Buffalo stuck with Don Granado. Um, I'm surprised they didn't go with Tockett, who's on the outside looking in now. And uh, Columbus went with uh, an internal guy, Brad Larson. So I feel very bad for Wayne Lambert. I thought he deserves a job. I thought he was going to go to Anaheim last summer, but they chose Dallas, uh, Dallas Eakins. But I'm um, very happy that he stays on the island. I mean, he's a huge piece of this. He's like Barry Trotz's henchman, his number two guy. Like he's about – it's basically like having two head coaches on the bench. Like you're having uh, the best – top three coach in the league, arguably the best coach in the league, and then you have another head coach following in suit. Um, so I'm very happy that he's staying on the island, um, I would assume, unless something major weird happens and a firing happens. But um, I think for at least one more season, he'll, he'll be here. So that's great news. Yeah, I mean, um, didn't this guy, the Sabres hire, um, wasn't he their coach this year? Yeah, I think he coached like nine games. I, I cannot believe they didn't go with Rick Tockett. I thought he coached more. I thought he was there the whole season. No, he uh, – who did they fire? They fired Ralph Kruger with, like, a little bit of the season left to go. Um, and they brought in Granado. I think Tockett actually may have played for the Sabres in his career. I'm looking that up right now. But I'm 
Uh, no, he didn't. Okay, I'm wrong. He played for the Coyotes, Kings, Penguins, Bruins, and Flyers. Um, but I'm very shocked that Taka is on the outside looking in because, like, we thought that he might be there for the Rangers job very early on, and I think a lot of people did. And now he doesn't have a job, and it sounds like he might go to Calgary or maybe he reunites with Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh. But uh, very strange. Yeah, so I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he coached 28 games this year. Oh, nine is it 28? Wins. Oh, nine yeah, wins. Okay, that nine makes wins, more sense. Nine wins, 16 losses, three overtime losses. Um, not and then bad for that first... Buffalo team. It's not bad. No. I mean, they they only had like four wins. Yes, I mean, he has more wins under his belt as <laughs> the coach than they did, I think, before he took over. So um, <laughs> There you go. He's been around a while. Life, yeah, his personal life on Wikipedia says his brother – uh, Granado is the brother of Cammy and Tony, and a brother-in-law yep. of Ray Ferraro. So, yeah, big, big hockey family. I know Cammy's like a a women's hockey superstar. There's a couple more Granados. There's a Granado that played in the league. I mean, that that Granado family is not as deep as like the Sutters, but like they're a deep hockey family. So good for good to Don for getting his getting his shot. His brother Tony played for the Rangers. There you go. Boom shakalaka. There you go. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's the kind of like the coaching carousel going on right now. Sucks weird for talk and not to have a job. And I, I can't believe like people are yeah. just are that like sour about how things went in Arizona, which it's like, yeah, a little surprised. And I get it. I get it too, because it's like you could blame the team for not being as talented and the GM and all the stuff happening in the front office and stuff. But again, like some of the fall does fall. Uh, some of the blame should fall on the coach. Yeah. So it, it's just a matter of how much you want to, how much blame you want to throw at him. But just the fact that it's like, he's not going to have a or, or, right now. He does not have a head coaching job and he's been a head coach for a couple of years at this point. It, it's just, yeah. kinda, it's just kind of strange. I don't know if he would ever take a job like, if he'd step down to take a head coaching job somewhere else, like at a junior level or a collegiate level, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even in like a minor league level. I don't, I don't know. Um, especially since like he has that bench coach, that assistant coach um, experience too. Definitely can be yeah. interesting to see where he lands up there, like, ends up th- uh, there. Does he end up, like you said, back in Pittsburgh? Um, does he go somewhere else? Kind of up in the air. Does he take just, it's just done for the time being. And yeah. You know, Gives it a year or two. Look so, at Haxall. He was out for like what two, three years, and now here he is. I mean, he's back with a in the weird fall. fucking beard goatee thing too. He that looks, was so kinda, strange. He looks more buff. So good for good he, for Dave Haxall. He just looks like like a like a Bond villain. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, next on the list is uh, oh, so ESPN put out all of the um, yes. Crazy video. This year. That was a big, yeah. big team. Oh my goodness! Huge team. Uh, definitely, definitely, you can get the sense that ESPN wants wants the NHL back. It seems like they're going to put a lot into yeah. the coverage and everything. Um, I like the team for the most part, besides Barry Melrose. I just don't think he's he's great at his job um, or being any other job, aka the GM of Tampa Bay Lightning. The way guy was, boom, he almost traded Steven Stamkos. Almost, almost traded Steven Stamkos to the Rangers for like. Vukovic and like scraps. Could you imagine, dude? What could have been, man? Like, um, I think Stamkos played like this is the last. No, I'm making up my rose. Like I think he played like ten games and he was like, oh, this guy, this kid's not gonna get anything. Like, give me a break. But yeah, yeah Melrose isn't great. They're play by play guys at ESPN. I don't know. Like I like Steve Levy; he's a great analyst. But like play by play for him and Butcher Gross, I'm not entirely sold on that. I wish they brought back Gary Thorne, but uh, a very good um, overall team, I would say. Hey man, TNT. They still, they still might. They probably. I don't think they've announced that yet. So that is uh, true. That'd be a, that'd be a good get for um for for Very. uh for TNT, especially since he said like he would do it. Like he said he would come back and do play by play for ESPN. Oh, so I hope so. Very nostalgic. Um, yeah, weird, weird that they they didn't give him a call. But um, yeah. So first, um. My first kind of like thoughts on it was like it's a super diverse group of people, yep. um, which is great to see. Um, there's men, there's women, um, there's people of color, um, both men and women of color. So mm-hmm. um, super great to see that. Um, and obviously they have a ton of players, uh, former yeah, players. Former you know, players, Ryan, yep. Ryan Callahan, Mark Messier, Chris Chelios, Chelios, yeah. Gretzky, uh, Kevin Weeks. So it was like – and I think Weeks has been doing stuff there for a, a minute now, or um, maybe he just signed. I don't, I don't even remember. But um, pretty, pretty good, um, 
pretty good lineup. I think it'll definitely be interesting. And yeah, you can kind of tell that ESPN is putting a lot, is backing the NHL, which is good. And hopefully you could see the league grow. And um, I, I think so. I, was, I was, I was listening to a podcast and they made like a really good point. And they're like, um, right now in the four major sports, obviously it's, it goes football, basketball, baseball, and then hockey. But yep. you could probably say, if you could, if you really wanted to make an argument, hockey over baseball, but it's that's just like not the case. It's baseball still reigns supreme, even. But hockey does have that ability to jump over baseball. It's like that number three in the four big sports. I think Rob at Manfred this point is possible. Is very bad at running major league baseball. Yeah. Um, if you asked me like think, five years ago, I'd say no way. But like now, it's definitely possible. Yeah, Ma- Manfred has no fucking idea what he's doing in terms of being a um, a commissioner or, or whatever. Mm. Um, but. The, the thing the the point that we're trying to make is like if you don't see the NHL grow in viewership in the next seven years because that's how long the deal is right it's like seven years in I the believe ESPN so, before yeah. they before they re up it's like if you don't see the viewership go up each year or at least like be up a significant percentage by the end of seven years you just have to be okay with the fact that hockey is not gonna grow. And it's it's just gonna stay where it's at forever. And if you could swallow that pill and be okay with it, that's fine. But at a certain point, you just have to stop trying to grow the game and just make the game better. Because at a, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, sure. I'm not saying like, oh, just don't tell people to play hockey. But like, mm-hmm. just don't shove it down people's throats anymore. Like, if it's if it reaches a certain point and it's just staying there, it doesn't. If you can't grow on ESPN. You're not going to grow anywhere else. It's like maybe maybe take a step away from the the being able to watch it part and get down to the oh well it's just expensive to play. Are we are we you know are, are, is everyone really able to play? It's like yeah, the NHL can say hockey's for everyone, but it's like is it for everyone? Because right now where the sport is, it's not like you can say it is, but it isn't. Um, so hopefully you see some growth on ESPN and it gets people to want to play. Would th- I would think so, but we'll see. I don't know, man. Batman's a freaking idiot. I think it'll definitely definitely help having a, a national spotlight, especially with, even with just the highlights. Like you, as a kid, you would see like hockey highlights on ESPN, and now obviously not since they went the NBC route. So I'm hoping even just like guys like Stephen A. Smith and all of them talking about it and showing sports in our top ten will help out. The clips of just Stephen A. Two minute clips of him just talking about in the NHL have People been electric and have yeah. generated buzz and have a million quote tweets and a million retweets and a thousand million likes and it's like everyone talks about it and it's like yeah that's what it needs and like people are saying oh TNT has it it's like yeah they should do exactly what they do with with the NBA on TNT and get a panel like they have. Every game, Shaq and and tough to and, recreate, uh, but it would be fun. It's, huh? It would be like. Like, realistically, like, if you got Biz to do it, because he's probably one of the only people yeah. in the NHL who has personality and would be great in that I was going to say, the players and everybody's just, they're so bland and they're so robotic when it comes to interviews and stuff that it's tough to find guys like Barkley and Shaq and Kenny that'll go out on a limb like that and say, like, oh, like, this guy, like, this guy's trash, like, this guy's garbage. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you need to kind of, they don't literally mean it and i think a lot yeah. of the guys in the it's nhl are like oh oh well if i'm saying this guy's trash he's never going to talk to me it's like okay well how often do you talk to that guy it's like it, it if it if everyone is under the same impression that it's all a joke and that it's all just for the clicks for the ha-has for the mm-hmm. gigs for the chucks you know yeah the, the product benefits but if you're going to be so uptight about it and you're gonna be like oh well you know we as a unit um we need to get out there and get pucks deep and recycle really <laughs> puck more. And I really thought that team did a good job. Uh, you know, you know, in the in the odd, you know, with the odd man rushes, you know, they they were handling it well. It's like, bro, shut up. It's like, yes, I watched. I I am watching like, it no, as the, well. I understand this. Ever. It's like let's like let's die, let's tone it back a bit. Let's get some ha-has, some gigs going, and then we can kind of jump into that. I don't need twenty minutes in between periods. I don't need twenty minutes of you just be telling me exactly what I just watched in a uh, a not fun way it's like what does that do for me like i just i just go i i, I watch and i go okay and that's I, it i just go okay <laughs> like okay you just show me again like yeah and that's the thing about like inside the nba they give like 
better analysis. They make it funny. I mean, like if you have any background in like the show and you see it on YouTube clips or whatever, like the whole, there's a whole running bit on shacting a fool where they just show the worst plays of the night. And like, there was a, there's a string of time where it was just all JaVale McGee and just Shaq just making fun of JaVale McGee. And I guarantee you there's, there's no ill will between the two. I mean, I, I can't speak for their relationship, obviously, but like, I would assume not because it's all just jokes, like you said. So it'd be nice yeah, to get some personality. Like, and, and, and it's like, you understand, or it's like, even if, Jim, if JaVale McGee gets upset about, about it, it's like, oh, you were on Shaq and a fool. Shaq, who's one, a Hall of Fame basketball player, one of the greatest to ever play the game, has a segment where it's, it's a play on him. It's a play on his name because, you know, he would make dumb plays when he was playing basketball, especially in, the, especially in the later half of his <laughs> career. It's like was talking about, you know, mistakes guys made that and then joked about it. It's like obviously it's like he doesn't he, – nothing is serious. But it, it's yeah. – yeah, like you said, like you can't speak on the relationship, but it's like it's kind of like – an unwritten or like unspoken thing where it's like, oh, like you were featuring on Shaq and a fool. Oh, oh my God, lol. Like, what did you know? What 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 did I do that I I didn't even notice I was doing? Or you know, what what bad play did they highlight? Because I had a couple last night. So I don't know. If if I I hope the coverage is good. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the team they got. Um. You know, the Rick DiPietro stuff really what? threw me for a loop. I, I saw um, his highlights come up, and I was like, wait, is that Rick DiPietro? Because he has his radio show with, like, Alan Hahn. I don't know if it's still going on, but, like, he was a very good analyst when he was with um, MSG. So I'm not surprised that they brought him in, but I was just like – I guess I am surprised that they brought him in. Like, I didn't see it coming, like, whatsoever. Like, it's just wild to me that Rick DiPietro is going to be on ESPN analyzing the NHL. Uh, there's a lot of Islander blood in there uh, and Ranger blood. To be fair, I mean, Islanders got Di Pietro and AJ Molesco. Rangers got Messier and Kevin Weeks. I think Kevin Weeks is an Islander too. Um, there's a lot of guys and uh, girls on there that have Callahan Rangers Islanders blood. Yeah, Callahan. That's another good one. I mean, so he I think was good the, on MSG. I was happy about that. I hope. Um, I hope TNT offers Steve Alakat a job. I mean, like I don't know contractually where he's at with MSG. But, it, sounds like, um, it sounds like Molesco is allowed to do both, so I would assume he's going to be allowed to do both if he does. I would hope so. But it's like he, he does a lot. I didn't realize until I wrote the Friedman article. I think you might have mentioned it to me too that he has his own like private analytics team. It was in 30 analytics Thoughts, company. yeah. Yeah, like that other teams use that don't – the Rangers don't use, which blows my mind. They don't use it. They have their own – and apparently um, someone who covers the Rangers on the beat is like, yeah, the Rangers – because they talked about it too because he also read the 31 Thoughts about it. But um, he was saying that like, yeah, the Rangers have like a four or five-person department that like just covers Rangers analytics, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. But it's like you have someone who's employed – at MSG, who has an analytics company and like, probably would give you a discount. It's like I would, ho- I would hope so as a former it's ranger like, and working for the network. Yeah, it's it's it, it makes and, and I love Steve Alcott. I think he's one of the best analysts the Rangers have. I I would I would love to see him at a national level because I just think he brings a lot to the table. Um, I just thought that was really funny too. That like he has his own <laughs> analytics company that like he is the founder and CEO of, and the Rangers don't use it. <laughs> as that is that is that is as James Dolan as things get for this team. So really, yes. um, yeah, no, excited for excited for TNT to like announce kind of like ESPN did today, um, their whole crew um, if they yep. do decide to do that. Um, but yeah. Um, the only other thing I got is it was announced today that the Jacksonville Icemen are <laughs> um, the Rangers' new ECHL affiliate. So, uh, yeah, they lost um, the main Mariners. Your main Mariners. Yep, no longer, um, no longer our our ECHL team. Um, not much else to say about that. I, d- I don't really care. Um, I saw Seattle. I think announced that that they got. The, They're combining uh, AHL teams, correct? Is that what you're talking about with Florida? Yeah, I saw something yeah. with like the Checkers or something, like the Raleigh Checkers. Yeah, or the... The, I think it's the Charlotte Checkers because their Palm Springs AHL team, I don't think it's going to be ready, so they're like doing a combined thing. I think the Islanders did that with St. Louis a couple years ago uh, when the Worcester Railers weren't playing. But um, yeah, I think they're just doing it for the year, um, so we'll see. But shout out to the, uh, the ECHL. What a, what, a, what a wild time it was down there. Uh, 
Jacksonville Iceman, though. Like good old Jacksonville. Uh, I don't even know what to say about the Jacksonville Iceman. I mean, what is their logo like? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, The Rangers actually tweeted about it. Hold on. Um, if you can... I'm, I'm, I'm bad, looking bad, it up bad, too. Bad podcasting right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we were not. Really, oh, it's kind of sick. It's like an Eskimo. I don't know why they yeah, the yeah, Eskimos yeah, yeah. I, in Jacksonville, I really like, but yeah. I'll let them rock. I know they it doesn't really make it. sense. They also tweeted a video. I think the Rangers. I think they knew Fox won today because they yeah had they had, all they the had players ready. Yeah, yeah, they held all the players put like a video compilation together so i'm gonna watch that after we get off this call yeah but they're uh, all ready for the interviews they, they they knew and then like the wild had a press release for kaprizov so yeah. they, they knew um, everything yeah so i mean yeah this is this is the logo again but um yeah no it's a cool pr- pretty cool logo um, yeah not bad yeah man uh i hate the wolf pack logo it's yeah it's kind of lame it, not as lame as the new islanders logo though ahl logo that thing stinks Bridgepoint, Bridgeport Tigers logo was cool. I know, this new facts. One sucks. This new one sucks stinks balls. on ice. <laughs> the, new one, the new one stinks on ice. Oh, but man. Yeah, it's bad. Also, um, speaking of the awards, really quick, um, I wonder when the last time a Vesna winner was traded in the same offseason. Because I wonder if we're going to uh, see yeah. that this year with Marc Andre Fleury. I think it's possible. Do you really think they trade him this year, though? But Fleury, oh, not Fleury said, uh, I don't know. Freeman said that they tried to drop him last year, especially to Pittsburgh, and it all it just fell through. And maybe they do it again, especially with how bad Jari played. Um, and they said that for some reason they Freeman. I, I don't have the exact quote from him. He was like, "It's might be believed that Vegas trusts Leonard more than Flurry." So that's know. crazy to me, though. It's like I you, have to agree. You took him with the first pick in the expansion draft, kind of like said, "This is our guy." Not yeah. then you extended him. He's been a great ambassador for the city. It's like. Hers, I, I trust Flurry way more than I trust Leonard in that. Um, I guess, yeah, if you want to make the case to trade him and you're someone in the front office, you'd be like, well, look at the fuck ups he made in the in the postseason. It's like, all right, yeah, sure. You know, he let us he lets a lot of soft goals in. Um he did have that really bad uh turnover that, you know, kind of led to the demise of the season. Is, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like sure. Fair enough. If you want to throw that all on him, yeah, but it's like you, you, you're not going to blame anyone else on the team either. It's like I don't know. I it's going to be very. I think that would be a really bad move on Vegas's part. I think the fan. I think that that's one of those moves that I think that's I think the first move besides maybe firing Gallant that would like piss off fans to a point where they're like, yeah. "What the fuck is going on? Like, why would you do that?" I think that would be the first move, and and that that. That's the type of move where you have to be really confident in the choice that you're making because if you aren't and it's the wrong move and you don't stand by it. You're going to hear about it. Yeah, the fans are never going to let you hear the end of that one. And you're going to feel really stupid when Leonard lays an egg next year and it was like you're like, oh, man, I wish we had Flurry around. And let's say he has it. I don't know. I, I think it's tough. You could you could say he had a, he had some some bad spots towards the end of the year, but it's like. I won the Vesna this in the offseason. Yep. So it's like it's really hard to make a case to trade him when it was like not only did the beat writers think he had a great season, but you know him and Leonard won another award too. Then they went um the the what you call it um the most wins as goalies was it the Jennings or something uh, like that? That's the best best goals against average combined. Yeah, the, so it's like yeah, a team award, I guess. That. Yeah, so it's like. I don't know. That'd be, we'll that'd be, a, that'd be another. It, Vegas makes a lot of good moves, but when they when they decide they want to make a head scratcher, some they, head scratchers, they, yeah, they make some head scratchers, and this is one of those. Like the Gallant thing was a head scratcher. This is a head scratcher, and I had to listen to a podcast after this because they had someone on that covers the Knights. But apparently, from what I've heard and read, that the Gallant firing from vegas was very similar to the gallant firing in florida where it was front office changes and again the boy was at he he was at it again where he was like i didn't like this and they went all right cool we don't like you pete the boar come on down they they did change from george mcphee to kelly mccrimmon so Mm. so it, it looks like 
it's not a gallant thing. It's a front office thing. And I think, again, he's not someone that's afraid to kind of tell you how he feels, which I like. I, I straight shooter. Yeah. Go for it. But, you know, I, I, I do think when, when GMs change, they want their guys in, obviously. So, um, mm. Very interesting. And I think, you know, him not being a Drury guy is cool too. Like, yeah. Drury didn't have any relationship with him. Like, they said, like, this was the first, like, their first interview was the first time these two have ever, like, met or talked. That's pretty fun. Well, at least, like, there's no, no, like, nepotism or favoritism. You know, it's just kind of like a blank slate. So, I don't know. Uh, Back to Flurry, though. That's a really. If there's any consolation, the only thing I was going to say, if there's any consolation for Drago on, he's going to a very stable front office led by James Dolan. Nothing, nothing bad is going to happen. I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, no, we're, yeah, <laughs> James, James, James Dolan, who knows what he's doing at all times and knows how to how to run two two major sports franchises in the city of New York that um, have been very successful in the last ten years. Obviously, because they've won all the championships. Oh, and of they, course, they, of course, they've been able to bring star players into their in their into their organizations. Um, there's no way that the Gerard Gallant relationship ends poorly with the rangers no way no um but anyway. yeah no if if, if if vegas trades flurry i that's a, that's a that's a weird move um i think they would i don't think they would tr- no they fuck it they would probably trade him rather than let him be exposed and and just get taken for free by the kraken i mean that would be oh a my crazy God, story wait. too no, they're they're exempt. Vegas doesn't have to do the expansion draft. Oh my god, you're yeah. right. What a stupid oh, rule. Wow. That's another stupid rule employed by Ange. Honestly, they should just revoke that statement. Why would you make that statement right away when the the next expansion is like five years away? How stupid is that? They're not gonna lose anybody? What? Are you kidding me? Wow, I totally forgot about that. I forgot they're not in this this wow. Yep. All right. That so man. stupid. Thank you for that reminder because I would have just been under the impression that <laughs> yeah, because I, I, like, some... I was thinking like, wait, I was like, why aren't they worrying more about this? And I was like, oh wait, and she'll throw him a bone. And, and that, that that's that's egg on the NHL's face because it's like this franchise doesn't needs to get someone taken away. They need this yeah, shit. Honestly, up. they really revoke do. it. Revoke this rule. Stupid, but whatever. That's now it for honestly me. like. I'm 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 honestly curious if theoretically could Vegas hold players like say the Islanders say hey go we'll trade you Jordan Eberle for future considerations and then you trade him back to us after the expansion draft for like a second round pick because they wouldn't even have to worry about anything like we, we talked about that with the Rangers kind of um holding like players for other teams because they have protection spots potentially available especially on defense i was like i wonder vegas if they can fit it within the salary cap like it'd be like hey like we'll hold your guy if you give us like a pick like that would be smart i don't know how yeah i mean a lot of yeah i mean yeah you gotta you gotta look into the semantics of everything with that but yeah uh, there are teams i think they did it the last the the last expansion too where it's like you want to protect guys but you don't have enough spots just because either guys have no move clauses that you have to protect or um i mean it's like luckily you don't have to worry like in the Rangers situation, it's like the reason why they are in a good spot is because a lot of the guys that they would have to protect are still exempt because they're still on their rookie deals. So it's like um, guys like Chesterkin and, and and Fox and Miller and Lafreniere and Kako and Krastov and Hedl and this, that, and the third. Um, it's so yeah, the Rangers like one of those teams. I mean, hey man, if the Islanders want to want to talk, yeah. I'll I'll oh have the Rangers. <laughs> On behalf of the Rangers, I'll open conversation. Yeah, we'll see though. It's gonna be very interesting. We have uh so I think we believe we tweeted out um our podcast schedule, but leading up to the expansion draft, we have a bit of a bit of a different schedule just because there's not as much going on. I mean, we'll have more to recap per episode. Um so we have yeah, this episode comes out Thursday, July first. We're gonna take next week off, uh fourth of July, not expecting too much news. So no episode Thursday the eighth. Come back Thursday the 15th with an episode. Um, probably talk about the Stanley Cup final, whatever else you missed over the week. Uh, we'll have it all written down notes. Uh, Thursday the 22nd is going to be no episode because the draft is the 23rd and 24th. So we're going to come back on July 25th with a special draft episode. 
um, which will recap the expansion draft and the NHL draft. So that's going to be a doozy of an episode. So strap in for that one. And then that upcoming Thursday, July 29th episode. And then August 5th, um, which is five days after, six days after free agency starts. So we'll have a whole week for it to settle. We're going to come out with the free agency episodes. So uh, a lot of jam-packed episodes coming up. Figure bi-weekly is probably the way to go at this point. But um, So just keep an eye out for that. A lot, of, a lot of good episodes coming up in the late July with how much is going on. So um, it should be interesting. Yes, sir. I think next episode, actually, if you think about it, July 15th is probably going to be the last episode of season one. So that's crazy. Thirty. This is episode 37. So 38 episodes in a season. That's a lot of weeks of episodes. I don't think we skipped one. Maybe we did for Christmas. I think we did for Christmas. We did. That's still nuts, though. A whole almost the almost a year. So, thank you for sticking with us for season one. Uh, very, very fun. I'm having fun. Hope you're having fun. I had a very good time. It's been a good ride. But uh, excited for excited for the off season and how much chaos it brings. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if we announced this, but McDavid. Unanimous Hart Trophy winner. Did we mention this on the podcast? I don't know, but pretty wild nonetheless that he got all 1,000 votes. <laughs> like, well, 100 first place votes for 1,000 points, I should say. Makes sense. I mean, what a wild, what a wild man. He's pretty good. Um, do you got trivia or facts or anything lined up? Or, um, I was the only trivia I was gonna go for was how many in theme of the playoffs and being sad about Stanley Cups is how many consecutive playoff series did the Islanders win in the 1980s for their for their four cups consecutive playoff series victories? Well, for the first four, it has to be what, like sixteen, and then and they, went, they went three the next year and lost in the Cup final. So nineteen consecutive playoff series. That is Damn. unbelievable. I mean, imagine winning nineteen straight series nowadays. That's that's insane. That's dynasty. There you go. And then they lost to the stupid Oilers because the only year of all time that they made it two three two instead of two two one 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 because they won a Wayne to get his cup. So that they gave the Oilers three at home and the Islanders never went back home. But whatever, not bitter about it at all. Clearly, I wasn't alive. I, I, I was, <laughs> I was born just gonna like, say I was, you weren't I was even born like it's born like fifteen years after that. <laughs> yeah, 15, fifteen plus years after that. <laughs> my, my my dad is still very bitter about it, so I'm sure he could rant about it. But yeah, that was um, my what, what. What do you got from your? Uh, so I read this. So, so yeah, I read the trivia last week. So I'm gonna read the in, fact the in 1909. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna read the fact for. June 30th, 2009. Um, this is a good one. I don't know if you know, knew this, but in on June 30th, 2009, the Montreal Canadiens, you ever heard of them during the Stanley Cup final? They traded Chris Higgins and uh, Pavel uh, Valentenko and some guy by the name of Ryan McDonough to mm. the New York Rangers for Scott Gomez, Tom Pye, and Michael Busto. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And what would go down as one of the worst trades up until the, the Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> oh, I mean, true. one of the best trades for the Rangers. Yeah. But like, it would go down as, like, one of the worst trades for, like, a team up until the, the Rangers did it again um, with Mika Zibanejad. Because when you think about that trade, it's like you, get, you, you gave away Mika – um, for Derek Broussard, I think a, I think a they second? they got Mika. They I, got a Mika yeah. in a second, I think. Yeah, they got Mika in a second for Broussard, a seventh, and they paid Broussard's <laughs> bo- they paid Broussard's bonus, and then with the second, they got Brendan Smith, who had a crazy playoff run that year, and that yeah, that was sixteen seventeen, which was like one of my favorite years as a fan. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, we got Mika and a second for Derek Broussard, a seventh, and we paid Derek Broussard's bonus. <laughs> That's so dumb. But yeah, what a wild, what a wild trade that McDonald one is. I mean, McDonald killed us also in Game Seven. I forgot to mention that before. The guy was just an absolute beast on the back oh, end he of was, Game Seven. He was, he was a, he he was a us, horse. He shut us down. He's the best player in that game. But uh, yeah, good, good oh. move, Montreal. Scott Gomez. <laughs> You're gonna, you're Jesus. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna love this trivia. You and all the <laughs> Islanders fans oh, are gonna great. love this this trivia. On July first, <laughs> twenty nineteen, what player signed a seven year, eighty one and a half million dollar contract with the Rangers? <laughs> oh my god! 
Artemi Panarin. I should have. I should have hit stop on the episode recording right there. <laughs> I remember being on the train going from New Jersey to oh. New York and seeing Bobby Cassidy be like, "Oh, Artemi Panarin's really considering the Islanders." <laughs> I was my, so nervous the night before, and then um, the Jack, whenever Jack Strand, whenever friend of the program Jack Strand listens to this episode, he'll he'll text you, he'll text me, he'll tweet out the video of me running around my house. Even you know what? I'll probably t- I'll tweet it out from the account of uh, me running running around my house. Up. Yeah, on the on on the anniversary what a terrible on Thursday. Day. Oh. We'll drop the episode and then we'll drop the video of me running around my house screaming about Artemi Panarin leaving money on the table to sign with the New York Rangers. What a day that! <laughs> yeah, what a terrible day. You think you know what would happen? There's a domino effect here because if he was an Islander, if the KGB came after him. Will Emerald would have just destroyed them on the spot. So take it, take it for what you will, I guess. Stupid, stupid, stupid trivia. Hey, stupid calendar. Get out of here. Oh, the the one modern fact. They just rub Dude, that this, one. That's a double whammy, honestly. Like, that's two good ones in a row. Oh, man. The calendar, <laughs> the calendar 90% of the time really sucks. <laughs> this is that 10%. This was the sweet spot. They, they're loving it right what a, now. What a, what a way to end the episode. But, um, yeah. Shout thank out Chris you Higgins, too, by the way. My mom is a big Chris Higgins fan, so. Shot throw that in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you go download the Viget app in uh, the Google Play and Apple App Store. Uh, it's a free-to-play sportsbook app, and if you use our promo code FBTB when you sign up, you get a thousand coins for free. So you can start betting on the NBA Finals um, when they when they happen. Um, the NHL Finals, Game 2 uh, tomorrow, the MLB. Um, and they're dropping a huge update later in the summer, around August, September, right before the football season officially kicks off. Um, so you're going to want to make sure you're you're in or you sign up then uh, because they'll have a, a, a huge you know overhaul. It'll be the 2.0 of the app. We'll be able to live bet and everything. So that'll be cool. Uh, make sure you download Vigit, V-I-G-I-T, in the App Store, Google Play or Apple App Store. Um, use our promo code FBTB to get 1,000 coins uh, when you sign up. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Write a nice little review of the show, too. Um and subscribe, you know. Make sure you're yes. getting these when they when they when they drop. You know, we drop them 7 a.m. on Thursdays, so make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five star rating and write a nice little review about how awesome we are and how great the show is. Um, it helps us grow. Um, tweet at us, DM us if you have any suggestions, what you want to see or what you want to hear from us in the off season, uh, especially since we'll have time, we'll have more time to prepare uh, for segments and stuff. If you want to hear more of that, um, you know. Yeah, I mean this is this is we're we're approaching the end of of what we're going to call season one. Um, is there really is, a, which, is there is there a break between seasons? Probably not. Maybe we we'll get a bigger break like August September, but yeah, August will probably we might take the month of August off. Who knows? You know? <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? We'll see how how it goes. I guess. Maybe Do we want to cover preseason games? Who knows? You know, it's all <laughs> it's all it's all a who knows. I can't remember the last um, but, time I watched a preseason hockey game. Oh my god. I, I, I never I was, watched. I was, at, I, I was at one when I was still employed in the state of New York. Um, so that was when I saw Kako live for the first time. Oh, um, yeah. So um, I don't even think he was twenty. He wasn't even twenty four yet. I think he was still wearing like forty five or something, um, or whatever number he was wearing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So really appreciate you guys listening. Um, make sure again. I'm going to say it again. Download Vigit. Use our promo code, FBTB. Uh, five-star rating, review, subscribe, do all that shit. Tweet at us when you're <laughs> done, and we'll send you something. Um, I don't don't hold us accountable for that, but we might. Um, <laughs> Kevin, anything else? No, that's about it. I don't know why I was thinking this right now, but I, what, what did we say that we had to buy a Blasty jersey for? I can't remember what the criteria was. Was it like if the Flames won the Cup? I really don't remember. I'll have to go back. Maybe it remembers, or maybe we'll go back. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. No, no, no. Leave it, leave it to the fans. <laughs> okay, if you're fine. listening to this episode. If you got this far, tell, God, God bless, quite frankly. <laughs> tell us why. Tell us why we said we would buy Blasty jerseys. <laughs> I know. I've made multiple bets with myself and just you and other the Kraken. people. 
That's why. Yeah, I will Hall. be buying a, a, a Kraken jersey <laughs> if they select Taylor Hall or Brett Howden. If one of those two are, are selected, <laughs> I will own a, a Kraken jersey. So, uh, but yeah, let us know why we said we'd get Honestly, plastic jerseys. I, I, I'll go for it. I'll buy a I'll, I'll buy a Kraken Luddy shirt. I'm not gonna go full jersey, but I, I'll promise <laughs> a, I'll promise a shirt. Just I'm not gonna buy a freaking Nick Luddy jersey, but I will I'll, I'll get a Nick Luddy shirt if he gets selected by the Kraken. I'll throw it out there. There you go. So you have more well, you have more willpower than I do. <laughs> it would just be so funny um, to wear. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Hall one I would rock like the Hall ones with. Good. With 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 good posture, I'd be happy about the Howden one. That would be that would be one that was that's that that's hurt. a that's a purchase I regret, but because I'm a man of honor and a man of my word, I have to do it. But um, yeah, respect. Uh, let it, let us know why we said we'd buy blaster jerseys. It's not even. It's like the the cog is not even. The wheel isn't we, even turning. We have said here. so much stuff in the in these 38 episodes that I have no idea what we've said. Quite frankly. Yeah, like I listened back half the time, and I'm like, I don't even remember saying this. I'm like, how have we not been canceled yet? Um, <laughs> but who cares, man? The show must go on. Keep that's dialing. Why, Pick up the phone. Why you gotta separate separate work from play? You just got separate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, good stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap it up. Longer episode today. Um, yeah, good stuff. You guys deserve it. We've given you some short episodes, so now I get a long one. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, and that, and that, and that pretty much does it for the week. We're wrapping it up. Kevin, anything else? Nope. All good. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Nope. Just kidding. We won't see you next week. We'll see you two weeks from now. Peace. (laughs) 